you're listening to the Wellness Cucina Podcast, where I give you tips and tricks about getting your family involved in the kitchen and making delicious and nutritious meals with ease. I'm Celestina, a chef, registered dietitian nutritionist, and a lover of good food, especially pizza. Hey, everybody. So we have a special guest today, uh, one of my friends, colleagues, and awesome person, Brandy. Say hey, Brandy. Hi. Okay, cool. Hello. Greetings. Hello. <laughs> all of the uh, all of the salutations. So I met Brandy about five years ago in Vegas. We actually met at like a steak dietitian conference. We hit it off pretty quick because we both love food. We're, we were both slash our personal chefs. And at the time, both aspiring dietitians. Fast forward five years. And not only is Brandy still an entrepreneur, but is also a mom. Congrats. Yay. And we're both dietitians. Yay. So, Brandy, tell me a little bit about what it's like to, I guess, one, just be an entrepreneur doing your solo entrepreneur thing um, in the food world, some of the clients that you may have worked with in the past, and now how that maybe has changed since the added mommy duties. All right. Well, um, I would say in the entrepreneurial world, um, finding my niche was, was definitely um, key. So I started, I found a, another local personal chef who specialized in, you know, like celiac and old people or geriatrics. Um, so I, I, I mentored under her for a little while and got the, the groove and just kind of got to know the type of clientele and realized that there really was a huge demand for this type of work. And she retired a few years later and I was able to pick up those clients and build on that. So I've, I've added in the, you know, the medical and um, the special needed type diets since I have the, uh, the nutritional background. And now as a registered dietitian, I've taken that like one step further. Um, some of my patients slash clients, whatever you want to call them, have ranged from your celiac, your geriatric or super geriatrics. Um, I've had a, a gal who was uh, 99 years old and she was on dialysis. So I thought, you know, that's a whole special diet in itself. Definitely. I've had a two-year-old with FPIs, that's food protein induced intercolitis syndrome. I've had a celiac with a weight gain diet because she'd had uh, recent surgery and lost like 30 pounds and she was like below weight. Um, and just about everything in between. I do uh, quite a few vegetarians, I do a lot of diabetics, and I still do a lot of elderly. Um, a lot of those have, you know, additional things like low sodium diets or heart healthy diets. So that's the majority of the, uh, the patients I see, or the clients or whatever, whatever you want to call them. It's the majority of the patients I see today. I guess pre-COVID, what did that look like for you balancing it balancing your day-to-day patient base with now the added awesomeness of being a new mom? Well, I would definitely put a lot of thanks in my, my partner. He's a huge help and a, a big supporter. So days that I needed to work nights or, um, you know, if I needed extra help with the, the little guy, he's been very helpful and supportive and, you know, picking up the slack, if you would call it, on those days. Um, I definitely, I don't know if I could have 
done all this without him uh, from the get-go because even you know when we were starting off and I just opened up my business you know he he was very encouraging so you know so he's a huge piece of my um, my support and um, I don't know if I could have done what I do now without him the uh, the mom duties it's it's definitely challenging um, in the pre-COVID world. So I, I can't work quite the hours I used to. Um, I do find myself working more efficiently and faster when I'm at work because I know I, I have a kid waiting for me at home and I want to get home quicker. Whereas, you know, before before mom, it was, yeah, it takes me a little longer. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, I did also change my pricing after having a kid. And also after becoming a registered dietitian, it was kind of twofold. So yeah, I mean, you got the credentials now, right? Why not? Well, I have the, the credentials. And before I used to charge hourly and, and I can't put in the same number of hours as I used to before. So I yeah. still want to make a reasonable amount of money. So I just charge per the service. Then it, you know, it, it gets me where I need to be without having to put the extra hours in. Snaps from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. Yes, girl. <laughs> so I have this, I mean, obviously like I don't have kids, right? But I have this like dream world that like when I have kids, I'm going to make everything from scratch. So like as soon as they can start eating like whole solid foods, not solid, but I mean just like foods in general and not just milk, like I'm going to be making baby foods and like jarring them or like cryovacking them myself and like when they get older, they're going to have like homemade nut butters instead of like processed stuff and like homemade jam. Tell me, am I living in a fantasy world? Is that the reality of it? Like well, both having I a mean, food it, background? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I definitely would say yeah, I've had, a, you know, there's first of all, with, with switching a kid from milk to solids, there's two trains of thought. There's the, what we know is the puree and then they get to eat finger foods and then there's also this thing called um, baby led weaning where you just start giving them soft finger foods right from the get-go um, I do mine somewhere in between so some days he's getting bits of avocado and you know scrambled eggs so he can just shove it in his own mouth and then there's some days that I you know made my own baby food and he's eating that and then there's days I just I don't have the energy time whatever. And so he gets a uh, stuff from a jar. So that's fair. Cool. Um, well, I'm you just, whatever works for you at the time. Yeah. I'm happy you're keeping it real. Cause <laughs> like I said, in my mind, I'm just like, no processed foods, only, only what I make. Like, I know that's not the reality. You know what I mean? Especially if you're busy, like you have multiple hats on at one time. So I respect the honesty there. And I, I respect the hell out of you for doing all of that and balancing it all. So that's awesome. Well, and I, I definitely feel like when he gets a little bit older, it'll be easier to give him, I guess, you know, less of the, what you'd want to call processed foods. So what my husband and I eat is uh, probably a little too spicy for the little kiddo to eat. So it's not like I can just, you know, give him what we're eating. So it's basically, I'd make a, you know, a separate set of food for him. Um, when he gets a little bit older, I can start giving him, you know, what we had for dinner with less spice and just kick ours up a notch. But right now it's, it's just too much for him that way. So 
imagine it'll get, it'll get easier a little bit further down the line. Definitely. And I think that that's a really good way to do it, especially as they get older. Like obviously right now, like having extremely spicy food as how old is he? Uh, he's almost eight months. Oh my God. <laughs> having extremely spicy food is like an eight month old. It's probably not ideal, but I think you have the right idea. Like you don't have to make crazy different meals for him as he continues to get older. Like just incorporate what you and your husband eat on a regular basis into his lifestyle. And then my, I mean, that's my thought process, right? And then it kind of just flows because then he's already super used to what you guys are are eating. And then the transitions like through different stages and like as his palate begins to develop, it shouldn't be as challenging in theory. But if you're introducing that super early and that becomes his normal, like he would probably enjoy it growing up with it. One would think. Um, and you know, every, every kid's different, um, talking with other moms. I know that my kid, he takes to food a lot easier than a lot of other kids. And I mean, there's some research out there that says, uh, the more diverse, uh, diet that the mom eats in while the baby's in utero, the more wanting, willing, able the kid is to eat various foods, um, as a, you know, infant and toddler. And I, I eat a hugely varied diet. So, yeah. Um, and I, I know that's the case also for um, like allergies. So if you don't want, in theory, if you don't want your child to have a peanut allergy, just have peanuts throughout your pregnancy or have things that you like have the nine major allergens throughout your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting approach. And I don't see, I mean, it totally makes sense. So if you're not allergic to any foods, just eat a variety of different things while you're pregnant and you're in theory, your child should be more apt to like those foods too. I think that's cool. Yeah, they, <laughs> um, they, they've actually done studies and flavors of what you eat actually make it through your breast milk. Oh, wow. Don't ask me how. I have not tasted my own breast milk, so I have not <laughs> verified this. No judgment. But, <laughs> if you eat more like greens and fruits and vegetables, your kid is already used to the taste of greens and fruits and vegetables and that sort cool. of thing. So they, I mean, there's, there's a study they did where they fed um, moms a bunch of carrots and the first, you know, solid foods they fed the the kid was uh, a a cereal made with carrot and a cereal not made with carrot. And they liked the carrot cereal more than they liked the non-carrot cereal. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, there's the ancient saying, I don't know how, how ancient it actually is, but you are what you eat. Right. So it totally makes sense that that would come through in the milk that you're producing and giving to your child as well. So I, it sounds valid to me. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't figure out like the uh, chemistry, uh, physiology or how, how that makes the flavor makes it up there. I'm just like, how does it do that? (laughs) Somehow it does. If anyone out there listening understands the physiological processes of how the food enters the body and then comes out in the breast milk, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, how the flavor, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, it just blows my mind. Yeah, anyway, it's super cool. All right, I have one final question for you. So, being a chef, dietitian, mama, is there an easy recipe? that you'd like to share with our listeners? 
So one of our favorite go-tos uh, here in the house is uh, what I call an Acapulco pizza. Um, it's something that you can make from complete scratch if you wanted, or you can buy all the components at a store and throw it together. Um, it's one of my 20 minute meals. So if, if I'm busy and I don't wanna spend any effort making dinner, it's, it's what I go to. So you start out with your, your pizza crust. Like I said, you can use a store-bought crust or you can make your own if you're feeling, feeling frisky. <laughs> uh, you put a little tomatillo salsa and once again, store-bought or homemade, up to you. Um, and that's your, your base instead of like a tomato sauce. And then I use a, a pepper jack cheese on top of that. And then you, you could throw fun toppings in, just slice up some sweet mini peppers and throw some jalapeno or serrano on there if you want some heat. Um, I use a little bit of cooked chorizo. Um, you can use like a soy riso if you're doing a meatless Monday, or you can um, buy an already cooked chorizo if you're really shooting for time. And then throw it in the oven uh, 450 for about 12 minutes if you have a, a pre-baked crust. And then uh, pull it out, throw some cilantro on it, and you're good to go. That sounds amazing. Now I want pizza. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, you know, it's all veggies and, uh, you know, a, a variety of non-traditional pizza toppings. So yeah. it's, it's, it's different than something you'd pick up at a uh, local pizzeria. The only other thing I'd probably do, just because I'm a zester, is add lime zest at the end. But that sounds bomb. Yeah, and, and, you can, and you can even go crazy if you want to throw some, like, you know, crema or something like that on it, too. Mm. You can put a little drizzle. You know. Yes, girl. Speak into me. <laughs> so I'm going to fly you here. You can cook for me. Bring the fam. <laughs> oh, always... one, of my, one of my big tips for if, you know, you have time before you have the kiddo is make yourself some, you know, meals and throw them in your freezer and have them ready to go, too. That's been a huge saver. Since, oh yeah. Uh, since I've been, <laughs> I had a, I had a freezer full of food. So um, it's ingenious. Well, if, especially if you have the ability to do it. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, people usually hire me to do that for them. Like instead of getting people onesies for their upcoming childbirth, like a few friends will like gift me and then I'll make the family dinners and then they have a bunch of stuff in their freezer. So Yes, guys, either you do it yourself or hire someone to do it, but I'm sure it's it's a saver, especially for like the first couple of weeks when you're not getting any sleep. Well, and, and funny, it's not the first couple of weeks because everyone brings you food the first couple of weeks. Ah, uh, yes. It's like, <laughs> it's like week four when you're like, I'm out of food that other people have brought me. That's when it becomes crucial. So, and then, you know, like the husband can throw whatever in the oven because it's got the instructions on it or whatever. So but. nice. All right. Brandy, uh, if people want to reach you, can they do that via the interwebs? And if so, do you want to drop a handle or email address or website? Sure thing. Um, you can email me at brandy at chefspalette.com. That's C-H-E-F-S p-a-l-e-t-t-e.com or you can just go to my website chefspalette.com and on the contact page you can send me an email through there i feel like i should also mention that you are in the reno tahoe nevada area so yes. if anyone in like the northeast or like 
anywhere else is listening, that's her location. So if you're in the Rio, but if you're Tahoe on vacation, um, vacation up in Tahoe, that still works oh. though. You can be mm. from the East Coast. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Brandy. I really appreciate it, and I think I'm going to go make that pizza tonight. And I hope that our listeners do too. Bye, everybody. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Definitely. Thanks for listening. Reach out via email at cbernettywellness at gmail.com to leave comments, tell me about show topics you'd like to hear, or just to say hi. Check out Wellness Cucina's Instagram at chef underscore RDN for cooking tips, recipes, and IGTV videos that relate to the podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about how you and your family can build stronger bonds while gaining kitchen confidence, schedule a complimentary call. Link is in the show notes. Tune in next Monday when I'll be talking about spring veggies and how to use them. 